Hey, everybody. Uh, just wanted to butt in here before the episode really quick just to let you know that uh, we had some troubles on this episode. Uh, on Matt's end of the recording, uh, some of the settings got a little screwy. And so what happened is that uh, Matt and Rachel's voices uh, ended up recording through his computer rather than through the microphone array. So you'll hear uh, definitely a lot lower quality audio than you're used to hearing on this podcast uh, from from that end. Um, it's, you know, I mean, we, we pride ourselves on having as high quality audio as we can have uh, on a regular basis and, you know, try to give you guys the, the best possible experience you can. Uh, but it's inevitable that, you know, some of these crazy weird things are just kind of going to happen. So uh, we hope you will either forgive us or if it's uh, that big of an issue, just, uh, you know, wait for another great episode next week. Um, But yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that it will definitely be a bit lower quality audio wise uh, for this week's episode. It was a great discussion, I think, and there was a lot of fun content. However, the audio quality uh, did suffer quite a bit from uh, that little that little mishap. So thought I'd let you know, but uh Enjoy the rest of the show, and we will just cut right in on Rachel telling a fun little Jermaine Clement story. Take it away, Rachel. It was when he was promoting what we do in the shadows, and he was doing an Ask Me Anything at South by Southwest. So I was like, oh, that's cool. What what can I ask him? And the only thing I could think to ask him was, will you marry me? (laughs) And he responded, probably. Nice. You know who else responds, probably? Maybe the Savage Land. Probably. Welcome one and all back into the Savage Land. For those who are listening for the first time and for those who are listening for their last time. We're we're, not for we're your pleased. Last time. It's I hope it's not your last time. We love the ones who are listening for the first time a little more than the ones who are listening for the last time, but we still love all of you equally, just not quite as equal as you think. What? Uh, I'm what? Jason. <laughs> it's, it's George Orwell's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> who else do we have in the uh, Savage Land? I'm uh, uh, Herman Melville's Matt. <laughs> Call and... me Ishmael. Oh! oh! Who Zing! else? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Jason got it. I didn't get it. It, it went right oh. over my head. Oh. Well, that was funny. <laughs> Somebody got it, and they're, 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 they're damn proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got in the Savage Land? I am no catchphrase, Rachel. No catchphrase, Rachel. That's her catchphrase. <laughs> um, I'm no catchphrase, Rachel. Forget about it. <laughs> it's New York, Rachel. <laughs> um, well, today, uh, today we're probably going to be talking a little bit about Iron Fist, but don't worry, we won't delve into too many spoilers because I think we've all only seen like the first part of it. Um, I've seen three episodes. Where are you guys at? Uh, we're both on nine. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, we'll I had a slow work day. I stayed up too late last night. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about Iron Fist toward the uh, second half of the show, but of course, 
uh, for the first part, just as we do each and every week that we're not interviewing a comic book writer, artist, or whatever the fuck else, uh, we're going to do some catch-up, tell you about what we've been reading, watching, enjoying, playing, whatever. Who wants to go first? Um, uh, 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 oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't care. Either way. You want to go, Jay? Uh, I, I can go. I mean, I've got a lot, so I figured what would be best is to allow you guys as much room as you want and then i can just i can i can you know cut things off the list if we're getting short on time who's to say i don't have a lot yeah i i missed the i've last got a ton one, because so. you guys don't ramble and so i want to give you as much opportunity to ramble as possible that's last all i'm time, saying here's here's the here's what happened last time we were like you guys should go first because you guys don't ramble i ended up taking up 40 <laughs> minutes of my- <laughs> that's true um, but that was but good I don't though. Have it was fun. I don't have that. Much, I don't have that much ketchup. I, fine, I'll go first. God, I, you, guys... you go, and then I'll go, and then Jason. You go. You I'll go. go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank you, backdraft. <laughs> um, best movie ever. I don't know. Hashtag. <laughs> best movie ever. Hashtag. Not don't have a slogan, Rachel. Hashtag best movie ever. Um, <laughs> Uh, my ketchup is, uh, uh, other than Iron Fist, and I've just been in the desert. That's all I've been doing. I, I'm trying to pretend like I've been cool and read comics and stuff. But tell, us, tell us about what you did in the desert. Um, we went canyoneering, uh, to the same spot, Blue John Canyon, where a dude got his arm stuck, but we didn't go to that place. He went to a different place. Oh, the um, 127 hours place? That's the one. Hooray. Hooray! And you didn't get stuck. <clears throat> I didn't get stuck. Didn't have to pull out a rusty pin knife and chop my arm off. So you still have both arms? I Last time I checked. Yeah, he, he's got all <laughs> his extremities and phalanges. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the phalanges. Still, <laughs> still yep, I'm good. Yep. I got a couple scratches. They're small. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the life, man. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram tomorrow and everybody can see it. Or uh, yesterday and everybody can see it. And you'll see it. <laughs> come back to me. Great come job. back to me. Come come back come back to me and my ketchup. Let me finish half this beer real quick. When I when I got here, Matt was just like shoveling hummus it and was. chips into his face. I definitely was. Like, I was Sitting in a dark corner. I gotta eat more food. <laughs> Sitting in a dark corner, naked, crying. Oh, wait, no, tomorrow's your poop day, isn't that right? Oh, wait. Oh, man. Like, the thing I did not want to talk about on the podcast. Don't worry about it. We'll skip past it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, people can wonder. People can wonder. I like the mystery. We'll just, we'll go right on. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> turd monger. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just, it, the, the, the dot connected in my head, so I just, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, there's a couple things I don't want to talk about on the podcast, and I think that's going to go ahead and classify as it's, one of them. It's a mystery. It's just they can wonder what's going on. That's fine. Wonder what happens when Matt has a poop day. <laughs> what does a poop day mean? Um, oh, man, that's funny. No, I have been... Um, oh, you know what? I've had a catch-up for like three weeks that I keep forgetting about, but I just remember now so we can talk Jesus, about it. do it. I've been reading uh, Elephant Man. Elephant Men. Um, that old image that? series from like 2090, no, 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 2000, <laughs> 2090, 2000, shut up. <laughs> 2097. I'm scared about poop day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2000, 
Don't be scared. Uh, from like 2007, 2008, there was that uh, image comic, Elephant Men, about the anthropomorphic elephant uh, genetic experiment. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so broken today. What, who was it by? Welcome, to the, welcome, 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 all you new listeners to the Savage Land. This is uh, what you get. Uh, <laughs> fucking rambly garbage. It's, it's that... Uh, it's that comic about the um, genetically engineered animal-human soldier hybrid things. Yeah, who's it by, though? That, oh, I don't remember. I don't have my... Okay, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. It's fine. Keep going. I don't have my stuff down here. Um, it's uh, it's like after the war where they... So they, you know, they, they bred all these soldiers. They sent them to war. The war's ended, and then these soldiers are trying to, like, reintroduce them. They're, they're trying to join like regular human society but they're you know eight foot tall elephant people and rhino people and crocodile people and whatnot uh so the main character is an elephant guy and he's uh kind of like a private detective Uh uh-huh and then and then there's a rhino guy who's like a casino gangster and there's a hippo guy who's like a best friends with the elephant guy who's another private detective and it's fucking awesome it's a good story are they like accepted Sorta. Of. It depends. Yeah. Not, oh shit. Not, not not universally. This series yeah. is still ongoing. It's on like number seventy five right now. Yeah. 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 It's crazy long. Oh, shit. So I've got the, I got the first two volumes that I've been reading, and uh, it's oh. yeah, it, it's fun. It's and, it's super good. It's got great art. Yeah. It's by uh, and the one of the writers is Richard Starkings, who's a, a fucking comics legend. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I recommend it. It's good. <laughs> and it, <laughs> you, you must know, though, any new listeners, Matt's got a real thing for anthropomorphic anything. So I, it, it's creepy. I know, but I, and I'm not a furry. Let me just go ahead and just disc- like drop that dis- <laughs> like disclaimer. Like, no, Matt's oh, a total furry. That was one of the other things that you didn't want to talk. Oh about. God, no! <laughs> I'm like, don't tell people you're a furry, Matt. Don't tell people you're <laughs> a furry, <laughs> Matt. Don't tell people. Don't tell people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, no, but I just think that's I think that's kind of interesting, and uh, especially if, if from an art, artistic state, like state, and I, I think that's just from liking the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. That makes sense. Yeah, there's so a, they just solve crimes. Just, they just, well, yeah, they solve crimes and they do animal stuff, but they're people. Uh, animal stuff like, like sex. They, no, do they have well, sex? There's, there, but they're people. There, is, there, there are animal hybrid prostitutes and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty nice. weird. It's a pretty weird little world. I I definitely would. I recommend checking it out because it's cool. Um, I was looking, so I was looking it up on the image website, and uh, on the top of volume five, they have a quote, like a little, you know, a little uh, promotional quote from J.J. Abrams. And at first glance, I thought it literally just said, "Check it out, J.J. Abrams." But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like that's really what like, they cool. said. Thanks, thanks, J.J. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Yeah. Um, but it, it threw me off because they, it says you must check it out, but the must oh. is in a different font. So it just didn't look like the must was, you know, my, my eyes didn't register it. So at least there's two more words in there, but if that had just been his full quote, I would have really laughed. That, that still That's sounds funny. equally kind of lame though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must check it out. Yeah. Did, Nobody did, says that. No, but that's not something you say in person. No. You must check it you out. You must check it out. You must check it out. Yeah. Hey, Unless hey, Jason Abrams talks like an alien. I don't think he does. He's, like, um, he's an alien trying to learn human language. <laughs> I don't think he does. Anywho, it's super good. I totally recommend it. 
You must check it you out. You must check it out. <laughs> uh, Should that be our quote funny. from now on whenever we like something? I'm definitely, I'm probably going to continue to say that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I like it. You we must put that check on, it out. When I do the new logo, I should put you must check it out on the top. JJ JJ Abrams. Let's do that just so that we can wait for JJ Abrams people to finally uh, reach out to us and say, "Hey, can you stop? Can you guys can you guys not do that?" (laughs) We're just quoting him. He said it. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's in reference to our show. Under one condition, JJ answers our stupid questions. Yeah. (laughs) JJ answers our stupid question. Hey, JJ. are you an alien? Are you an alien? What was with the when train you like monster? To, when, when you like to, what was with the train monster? When you like to recommend <laughs> stuff, what do you say to people? <laughs> <laughs> we just literally ask him that question, but in yeah, like exactly. a million different figure forms out, for the whole. Figure out a way, way to get him to answer with only "you must check it out." So every <laughs> single answer is JJ. What should I do about this uh, lump on my arm? <laughs> <laughs> JJ, if I see a a hot person walking by, but I can't tell what type of gender it is, what should I do? JJ, there's this box I need to fill in. What should I do? JJ, I have someone I need to pay, but only in paper. What should I do? Oh, my God, I love that one. Oh, my God. (laughs) JJ, my favorite hero is Chuck Slovak. <laughs> JJ, I need to I need to separate the countries uh, that used to be that used to be two that went into Czech- Czechoslovakia. What should I do? Oh shit! JJ, this party needs a lot of people from Eastern Europe. What should I do? Oh my god! Okay, I'm I'm definitely putting that quote on the top of our new logo just because I think if JJ Abrams people reached out to us to tell us to stop, then that'd be amazing. Um oh, that's pretty good. Um uh, oh, shit. Uh <laughs> back to the real world. What did I do? Oh boy. Did I talk about Kong? Are we waiting? Have you seen Kong yet? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, <sighs> we'll talk but about it the, after Jeremy Hong. The the uh thing at the end was spoiled for me. What? Ugh. What? What? Thank- thanks, internet. Fucking internet. Can't go anywhere these days. So, yeah. I mean, we kind of knew it was already going to happen, though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still kind of bummed. Alright, alright. I'm trying to, try to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you must. Check it out. <laughs> Just want to make you feel good about it right now. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't think I saw any other films. Films... Um, I didn't see any of those moving pictures. New, I've been watching a lot of old Twilight Zone episodes again. Oh, cool. Yeah. Again, he says that like every every summer solstice, Matt just like retreats into his basement to watch. Uh... I, I have a cycle, man. I do. I have. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like, my favorite episode is the one with uh, William Shatner when their car breaks down and they go to the town. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. And it's the fortune teller uh-huh. machine. I love in the that diner. one. Uh, I absolutely love it. That's such a good episode. And they just get like addicted to it. And yeah. they can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one where favorite. the I like the one where the prime minister has to have sex with a pig. Wrong Twilight Zone. Yeah, Damn that's, it. That's a different dimension. That's Aww. a different dimension. <laughs> I like the one where one, uh, John one Landis is... directs it. Still the wrong Twilight Zone. It was the Twilight Zone movie. John Landis directs it. Anyway, shut up. Oh, uh, okay. cool. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I killed the momentum, guys. <laughs> My shitty jokes. Uh, I don't know. We can come back to me or not. Whatever. Okay. Rachie, Rach, Rach, Rach. What you got? Uh, Rachie, Rachie, Rach. Yeah, Rachie, like Rach. Some, some things. It's it kind of seems like a lot of things, but I don't Do care. It. I love it because I because I, I missed the the last. Savage Land. Yeah, you missed you missed the last Savage Land, and you missed or, a or Living I, Dead or, minute. I I think I just missed it because we interviewed Zach, so maybe maybe that's why I'm thinking I wasn't here. I don't know. No, I, I don't think remember. You, she wasn't here the week before Zach was, wasn't she, Matt? No, no I don't think I was. Yeah, so no. yeah, you missed a week, yeah. and then we interviewed Zach. So it's been it's been quite a while. <clears throat> so my super awesome boss, who always brings in things. <laughs> Let me play the new Nintendo Switch. Ooh. For for about an hour. Switch. The Switch. 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 You must check it out. You must check it out. Jesus <laughs> 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 laughs. Jesus laughs. Like one of the <laughs> makes me laugh harder than the actual dumb joke. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, keep so, going. So, I, I think it's a pretty cool little machine. Uh-huh. It's, I, I didn't know that it was as portable as it actually is. Like, the whole machine is that screen, Ooh. the handheld, and you just slide off the controllers on the side, which you could use as, like, kind of like the remotes for the Wii. Yeah. Or it can be used as a two-player, so you each have your little tiny controllers. That's fun. Or you can just play it handheld. And I played the new Zelda for about an hour or so. Was it cool? It's it's really cool, honestly. Huh, is because it? Because I guess there's like this story where um, machines took over the world. What? And for some reason, Link went to sleep. So the beginning of the story is you're waking up. And it doesn't tell you a goddamn thing. Like, yeah. how to do anything. Just like my ex-wife, am I right? <clears throat> oh. Hey. So, yeah, so you just... The world is ginormous. Like, it's like Final Fantasy-sized map. Nice. And so, yeah, you just wander around, and I was just trying to get my weapons, and I wandered into this area where there was all these broken machines, and they just, like, randomly wake up and laser you to death. <laughs> Damn. And I'm brutal. like, what the fuck was that? And my boss <laughs> kind of told me the story about the machines. I'm like, that's really cool. Is it like Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines? No. Or that was was that was the name, right? Or was Terminator <clears throat> 3, yeah, Rise of the Machines? Was it? I think it was. Which one was Judgment Day? Terminator 2. two. Okay, so yeah, 3 was Rise of the Machines. Anyway, keep going. That was a dumb joke. Let's go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was a dumb joke. I don't even know if you could classify that as a joke. Yeah, no, it yeah. wasn't a joke. That was... Was it? Yeah, just a thing. No. It's just, just a thing. It's just something I said. <laughs> but... Great job. I mean, it looks cool, and that's a cool game. I don't think they have any really other cool games for it quite yet. Aww. And I won't buy one until they give me a Metroid, even though I know <laughs> it's the Metroid that I will never get. I want a Dead Space-like Metroid game. That'd be awesome. Take that. That's what I want. 
take that Reggie, whatever your name is, that's in charge of Nintendo stuff. We're not buying it until till we get a Metroid. Yeah. Until yeah. J.J. Abrams signs off on it. <laughs> until J.J. Abrams tells us we must check it out. <laughs> yeah, you must check it out. Also take that, no, Tatsushi it, it, Kimichima. Wait, I, I, I missed it. Can you play the Switch on your TV? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's portable and it works on a TV. Because the... the but the graphics aren't as good as the, the other ones, right? So... They're not. It's okay. The gra- it has its own it, it graphics lo- it card. It pretty. Yeah, it has its own graphics card built into the uh, handheld device, but then it's also got a separate graphics card in the little base that you plug it into that then puts it onto the TV. Yeah, because the whole area that's the screen, you plug into the thing. So if you well, plug it into your puts... TV, it's got better graphics? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. And, and the little side uh, controller things, you can slide those onto like a normal handheld controller. It's a little smaller than the PlayStation One, but it, it still—it's a very well. yeah, it's a very modular system for sure, which I feel it like must. they're also going to use to their advantage with future consoles. I just that's a that's a hinkering I'm getting, but maybe not. I I like portable games, but this just kind of it kind of seems like a little overkill for me. Really, I don't know why. I mean, I I love my my DS. Do you think it's just like too intense for a portable experience or what? Or like too involved, it, I guess? Yeah, but it it's actually quite large, surprisingly. Ooh. Like bigger than an iPad? Um How about the Wii is it comparable to the Wii U? It, it's bigger than that. Shit. Like, it's not Shit, that's pretty big. It's wider. It's not like Oh, because it's it's got like T V dimensions, right, for the screen. Yeah. This is a very wide type of unwieldy system. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Maybe they can get cooler games. But... It's always hard when a console launches like that, especially one like with this one from Nintendo, where they were keeping it up under wraps so long. I think that because they wanted to keep it under wraps, it prevented them from being able to get too many developers involved. And so I bet it'll be like a good year before we're actually getting any uh, real yeah. meaningful releases. Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they porting Skyrim to it? Good lord. I hope, like, mm-hmm. honestly, I hope not, because that feels like it would be a little too much for that system to handle. I think they are. <laughs> <coughs> that, didn't, that, didn't, that didn't go into they, my mic. I just had to sneeze off, oh, off mic for a minute. I know, I'm sorry. I just couldn't stop laughing, though, because there, there was a weird <laughs> sneeze in my ear. I couldn't help it. I was trying to, I was trying to hold it in, and I couldn't. <clears throat> That's what she said? Sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's gonna be on Switch. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That that seems like way overkill. Yeah, I think that's a little too aspirational. They're doing it. They're doing yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, it's kind of like I don't know. When the Wii first came out, they tried to do like Call of Duty on the Wii, and that was yeah. god awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I applaud I applaud their efforts, and if they do manage to put Skyrim on the Wii, or on the uh, Switch, then more power to them. Yep, yep, good, good on you, Nintendo. Yeah, that's cool that it's good though. Like all, I know, all of my friends have been completely like absorbed into playing Zelda on the Switch. Yeah, my boss brings it with him every day. Jesus. Yeah, when he's not doing anything, he's in his office playing it, and he plays it like all during his lunch. Is he like giggling while he says it? Like you kind of hear just like little giggles coming from the office? No, it's more 
anger, you know. <laughs> fuck, fuck, stupid, <laughs> fuck, Link, fuck. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. so i i did that um i did go to our our lovely not lovely local fanix salt lake fanix oh shit that was that was this weekend yeah i was in the desert (laughs) i mean they had all the same stuff and i really only wanted to see weird al but he was only there friday but my my only like weird story from there is we were just wandering, and I look to my left, and I see the name L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, boy. And I'm like, Jason, who's really capped, but not podcast Jason. Yeah, not this Jason, other Jason. <laughs> I'm like, they've got L. Ron Hubbard books over there. they got a big sign with Battlefield Earth. And he's like, do you think they're Scientologists? I'm like, they probably are. Like, they're probably preying on sci-fi nerds, you know, like, hey, you like this book? What if I told you it was real? You know? <laughs> Battlefield Earth is the story of Xenu. Uh, but they had, like, this whole table, and he's like, do you want to go talk to him? I'm like, no, they already found me once. I can't get so sucked I, in again. <laughs> so I left, and then uh, one of my other friends said that he did actually go up to him and asked if they were Scientologists, and they said no. They were strictly only interested in his fictional works. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was really awkward. And it was just weird, and I, I don't believe them. It's <laughs> weird. Like, no, we're totally normal people. It's totally normal. Everything's normal. Yeah. We're normal. <laughs> Everything's fine. How here. are you, human? Like, I might ram my ever positive down your throat and lay eggs in your stomach, but I'm not an alien. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my only weird story. Yeah. That's funny. See, Fanex. There, so there was a convention a few years back, uh, I think it was like over a decade ago, called AlphaCon, that kind of went the same way of FanX, where they like spent all this money on uh, like stars and stuff like that. They had like the their, you know how last year like Salt Lake FanX is like or Comic Con's biggest fame was like, uh, you know they had the the most Marvel actors at one convention or something like that, some dumb thing. Yeah. Um, this AlphaCon had kind of the same thing where they had the uh, highest amount of original Star Wars trilogy cast members assembled under one roof. Um, and they blew the doors off budget-wise, and they had a lot of attendance, and they lasted like five years and went bankrupt. <laughs> so not going to say anything foreboding about our uh, our Utah Salt Lake Comic Con, but I feel like the focus, as we've said before, the focus is just in the wrong place there. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really have too many people that I wanted to go see. Yeah. And it was a pretty remarkable list of C-listers. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. And, and they had like all the photo ops and autographs mashed in the same area. And I tried to get over there to like see who was there, but you couldn't even get over there. And I've heard a lot of other various horror stories. Ugh. See, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, are they still promoting like, like we've got our numbers are so crazy? I mean, I, I, I yeah. have to imagine the numbers are getting going dropping. Yeah, probably. I would assume so because I mean it, I, it wasn't it wasn't very crowded. Mm-hmm. But you also had um, 
the March Madness stuff going on downtown. Mm. They actually had some games. And St. Patrick's Day weekend. Mm. Like they just kind of picked a bad time anyways. Yeah. I, and I'm so thinking... It, I'm thinking Fanex is probably dwindling anyway. It feels like the main Comic-Con is kind of the bigger focus. Yeah, that one, like, I'll actually do stuff and cosplay and all that. This one I didn't really want to. Yeah. They did have um, this traveling tattoo group that only strictly does geek tattoos. Huh. So we went over there and we were, like, kind of thinking for a minute, should we get a tattoo? (laughs) And as we were standing there, he's like, it seems really dirty. A little dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So we decided against it, and then I saw um, a post by a girl who actually did get infected, a, infected tattoo. Oh no! From there, yeah. oh no! Like, thank God you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're traveling tattoos. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, cool tattoos. Oh, there's a lot of dirty people here. <laughs> yeah. This is a dirty place. Ugh, that's so, that's rough. Yeah, it, it was pretty uneventful. Yep. All all I can say to the to the organizers of Com- Salt Lake Comic Con and and Fanax is like, we would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could just shift the focus just a little bit over to comic books and and try and get some actual like comic book creators out there instead of the ones that just live in Utah. Like, just just take a tiny percentage of what you're putting toward getting actors and and you know. C-listers and stuff like that to come and just like just reach out to some please. comics people please well and the other issue is like I'm not obviously I'm not going to say you're a fake nerd or whatever but these people do only know movies and TV yeah like, the majority of them yeah so I get that's why they're shifting their focus that way but I would love to see comic authors and artists that are actually you know, doing stuff right now. Yeah. Instead of just random people in the artist alley who are selling random shit. Yeah, and like, Agreed. and that Thanks. that's that's what bugs me is the amount of people that I've talked to that have never been reached out to by anyone at Salt Lake Comic Con that are like big names in comics right now. That's yeah. ridiculous. It is. Uh, here's my beef with Salt Lake Comic Con, and I, I I might never ever go again because of this. Uh, last time I went, it was the last, not, it was the the last time Comic-Con was here, Mm -hmm. not the fan X. Anyway, whatever. I spent 45 minutes looking for Bernie Wrightson, 45 fucking minutes wandering, and I could not find his booth anywhere. Like, fucking Bernie Wrightson was not in the artist's alley. I couldn't find it at all. And now he's dead, so... Fuck you, Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, shit. And that's, that's died, so, like, that, yeah, week. that is one thing that we want to mention. Oh. Uh, rest in peace to Bernie Wrightson, who is a true comics legend, uh, co-creator of Swamp Thing, one of the, the horror comic legends of all time. I mean, like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I didn't even know he was there. I know. Yeah, I didn't either, like, actually. So now Swamp I'm, Thing. Now I'm pissed. I'm, I was so <laughs> mad. I, like, I couldn't find him, and then... You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, I get, he came once, maybe he'll come again, and he died last week. It was just like, oh, seriously? Yeah. Shitty. Not no. that he died, but seriously, like, you downplay, who was the other guy? I can I can never remember his name. Neil Adams? Super, Neil Adams was, like, tucked away in a corner, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, happened upon him. Yeah, same. Like, I didn't even know he was there. And it was the same with uh, when they had 
the guys from Mystery Science Theater. Yep. They had Joel over in the autograph section, but the other guys were in a booth in the vendor area. Yeah. It's and it's weird. I, I just happened to find them magically. Yeah. I was very yeah. Anyway. And I and I know people there at Salt Lake Comic Con and I think they're good people and I, I think, you know, they're obviously doing whatever they can to bring more people into the convention. But I think that it's just, it sometimes it feels a little disingenuous when all of that effort is being put toward C-list actors. Boys. Yeah. I, I think this one, they gave all their money to Jason Momoa. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, and, and like some, like some, like, you know, random walking dead characters. Yeah. yeah. They had some there. I, I didn't know who they were. But, I mean, the only other person that I wanted to see was Christopher Lambert, because I wanted a Highlander autograph. But I, when I saw the madness over there, I was like, I can't even get over there, so I give up. Yeah, It's a shame. So hopefully, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Salt Lake Comic Con uh, heads a little bit more toward the titular comic end of the convention. Um, in the, in the I, next- even, I even asked somebody, can you help me find Bernie Wrightson? And they said, who? And I was like, Bernie Wrightson, and I opened the little book and I pointed to him, and that, and the whoever was working there was like, I don't know who that is or where they are. Um, Didn't try to nothing. Yikes! Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, and so rest in peace, Bernie Wrightson. I mean, seriously, a true legend, and and thankfully it seems uh, like his his family is all taken care of, which is good, and has for a long time been a rarity when a comics legend passes on because there's a long history of them not being taken care of, but. Uh, it seems as though things uh, were in order for the rights in estate, which is good. Um, cancer is a shitty way to go, but the man lived a legendary life. Um, so more power to him. Big old, big old salute to the sky and, you know, all that stuff. Yep. Um, and, I, and also thoughts with uh, Stan Lee, who wasn't able to make it to Fan X because he's had uh, some health concerns. Um, yeah. Let's, he, uh, he did Skype in. Well, that's good. He did a Skype. Panel. Granted, I mean Stanley's what, like ninety three years old now? Yeah. yeah, all that traveling uh probably like at some yeah. point it becomes much less feasible. <laughs> so. Yeah. And those dirty dirty cons. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting yeah. all those people, that's a lot of germs. That's a whole lot of germs. Let's see. Yeah, he's ninety four, turned ninety four in December. Um but yeah, so thoughts with Stan Lee. Hope he's doing well. Um Anyway, sorry, Rachel. Back, uh, back to your, uh, back to your ketchup. I do just want to rant a little bit about passengers. Do it, yeah. Some Chris Pratt butt ranting. Which I mean, that was nice. He's got a nice butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my problem with it is the trailer was so misleading. That as I was watching it, I just wasn't prepared for what it actually was. Mm. I agree. I do think that it was a cool story. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful movie. Like, the part with the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was way cool. And, yeah, that was incredible. And I like Michael Sheen was a robot bartender. Mm-hmm. My issue with it was... is was cheesy. Cheesy. Yeah. Cheese. It was this weird cheesiness that happened. <laughs> and, like I, I said in... Our chat, it felt like a weird Wally spinoff, like this little side story that happened <laughs> on their cruise. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm I'm not knocking love stories. I don't like them a whole lot. <laughs> and this one just felt like super super cheesy. And I didn't know it was a love story. Like that's all it really is. Yeah, it didn't it didn't advertise itself story. as a love story at all. Not at all. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know why. I, I just it bothers me. No, I'm with him. Yeah, it bothered me a whole lot. I thought that the problem that some people had with that movie was a little odd. Like the because I, I I'm kind of divided on that movie. I didn't really love it or anything, uh, but some of the criticisms it received I think are dumb, and I think are dumb in any sense of criticism when people start talking about the resolution of the film as the message that the film is trying to uh, convey. I think that's always like just a weird thing when critics start to like talk about the film like it's you know trying to advocate something and so there were all these like people that were bashing the movie because they were like oh it's just you know uh essentially like promoting weird like stockholm syndrome relationships and stuff i'm like eh, i don't know if <laughs> i don't know if it's promoting that i think it's just something that happened no. you know like because yeah. i mean if you you know if i think if any of us were to put ourselves in that same situation where we were alone you know on a spaceship for essentially for the rest of our lives with somebody of the gender that we're attracted to, like, you know, it would probably eventually turn out that way, like regardless of whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like you spend enough time where there's literally only one other person and eventually something is probably going to happen. Um, Yeah. There's a rule. There's a rule of threes in survival, you know, three minutes without air, three hours without, Three hours of exposure in extremely harsh conditions. Mm-hmm. Three days without water. Three weeks without food. And then three months without companionship. Yeah. And at that point, you will, with no human interaction, I mean, it's been proven time and time again, you will start to lose your mind. You, 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 humans are such social creatures that we have to have that. If we don't have that, it's in some capacity... Uh, they'll just break down. And so a, a, a year on a spaceship by yourself, I don't think there's a single person that wouldn't have done with it, what Chris Pratt did in that film. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, that... And I, I completely agree that if you're there that long and you're desperate and you're going crazy and you're not quite sure what you're doing anyways because you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean wake somebody up yeah so you're not alone and then yeah and then on the flip side like you know them falling in love with each other or whatever like that it's another thing where like that would just be bound to happen if you're two people stuck legitimately for the rest of your lives together and you're the only two people essentially in your existence like yeah you know and and again it's like i I do not in any way think that the movie was advocating you know like falling in love with somebody who essentially ended your life but that like that's just that is i think the most you know for lack of a better word the most realistic uh look at what that dynamic would end up like you know however i do not think that the movie was like hey let's advocate the message of like you know imprisoning somebody into your love like i don't know yeah, that, that's why we have beauty and the beast yeah exactly that's yeah the disney movies are for that come on yeah and so, I don't know, when I saw that particular criticism of Passengers, I was just, I was getting a little fed up because critics are f- stupid sometimes. Um, 
but yeah. overall, yeah, that movie was not at all what I expected it to be, and it wasn't what it was billed as. Yeah, and that's my main issue with it is this, yeah, it was advertised as something that it wasn't at all. Yeah. That's my only, like, main issue. Like, it just bothers me. Yeah. So fuck that movie. Fuck Chris Pratt. Fuck, fuck, fuck Jennifer Lawrence and, and fuck everyone in Hollywood, right? I wouldn't go that far. No, it just ended up. I was, I, was, I, I was kidding. That was fuck, sarcasm. Fuck whoever made that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You must check it out. Fuck Trailer you Park. You check it out. No, I, I, my only problem with it, and we talked about it last two weeks ago, was it had a stupid ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cheese was strong with that. Cheese didn't bother me as much as the like lack of like you. It's so it, it would have been so easy to figure out a scenario to to like make everything work out. Yeah, which which to me is like okay, you've got this guy who's an engineer who can do all this amazing stuff, but he just can't figure out this one super simple problem that I can figure out, and I'm not <laughs> an engineer. Come on, yeah. What I what really pissed me off about the ending was Andy Garcia, <laughs> like yeah, what the like, fuck was that? Like that's Andy Garcia, yeah, and he has like a two second part. <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid. It's really annoying. Like why? What that? What that felt like was a the game begins moment from Dracula Untold, where <laughs> it's like right at the end. You have uh, yeah. what's the guy's name from Game of Thrones? John, uh, John, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. His name is, uh, Charles Dance. Oh. Yeah, that Charles Dance reading the newspaper, looking at Luke Evans in oh, modern yeah. day going, the game begins. And that just, that's, that's what, that's what the Andy Garcia felt like. It felt like they were like trying to like make some sort of sequel with Andy Garcia. Like, I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was really odd. Yeah. Ugh, that's that fucking weird. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I did see Logan, which you dudes already talked about. We did. What'd you think of it? I absolutely loved it. I cried so much, like through the whole thing. I was just like sobbing, mess, tears, like I couldn't control myself. From tears of joy, from down my <laughs> face. <laughs> Not not joy at all. Well, my whole Guys, we should we should get into Creed. No, no. Uh, for for two hours, Did you, you didn't cry for two hours. I cried a lot, though. Probably more than the only other movie I probably cried that much during was Up. <laughs> that movie gives me anxiety. Up is like you start the movie <laughs> and you start crying, and then the movie's over, and you're like, shit, I've been crying for two hours. Yeah, yeah. You get some real sweaty eyes. Up was like probably the most I've cried during the movie, and then Logan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up. But up is a frustrating experience. It, it just. It just got me. It just got me. I hear you there. There were some. Um, there were some emotional scenes for me. Like, I think I got the second. Yeah, actually, probably the most emotional I've ever gotten in a film was in Logan. I don't really get that emotional watching movies. I do. <laughs> but they're only yeah, the ones I, about I just, serial killers. I just thought like. Um, uh, what I thought, like, was I was watching it with X-23 is, if I had seen this as a little girl, I would have absolutely loved her and oh, wanted yeah. to be her. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's 
I'm a 35 year old guy and I love her and want to be her. <laughs> I, I still love her and would like to be her, but I, I just imagine like me as a kid because I was a weird kid. That if if I saw that, I would totally want to be her and just you know kill shit. Hell yeah! But I thought that would be really cool. Kill people, burn shit, fuck <laughs> school. You know. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I loved it all. All the stars and all the ratings and all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I I agree with you there, Rachel. Like, and I and I think it's it's kind of a shame that they probably won't touch on any of these characters anymore. Uh, and yeah. Matt and I were kind of talking about that uh, on the Logan episode, whenever that was, two weeks ago. Um, it's it's interesting, and I think that the one and it's it's something that I actually I wrote this whole thing about, and and uh, I'll probably when we sort of relaunch our YouTube efforts, this is probably going to be the first video that we do, but that I think Fox is in the unique position now with their Marvel properties where they almost don't have to worry about continuity at all. And they can just make the movie they want to make and fuck everything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause in Logan, they just basically went, all right, we're going to like use two or three elements of the other movies but all the stuff that doesn't mesh with what we want to say, we're just going to forget about it and move on. You know what I mean? Like, just let yeah. the story speak for itself and not be bogged down in continuity. Um, and that's a unique position because neither DC nor Marvel Studios can do that. Whereas Fox has now like three different X-Men timelines that all coexist and nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, Deadpool is its own yeah. thing, Logan's its own thing, and <laughs> Apocalypse is its own thing, and nobody's going, hey, wait a minute, but what about, you know, like, they're all successful. Yeah, because it's, it's working. Exactly. So, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and my, my sort of, like, suggestion or my thought on it that this, I, that video that I'm making is, is going to be about is just, like, they should definitely reach out to just like complete visionary directors like people that have a unique type of movie that they want to make people who normally wouldn't do a superhero movie and just say hey we've got hundreds of marvel characters choose one you want and we'll just we won't touch it like you just do what you want and we will produce the movie and put it out but we're not going to tell you what to do with it just run you know what i mean like like approach wes anderson about making a fantastic four movie you know like approach nicholas winding refn about a gambit movie or whatever the fuck like just let them do it edgar wright fuck like all these people who have been kicked off of other properties for you know yeah being too unique hey uh, darren aronofsky yeah good bizarro movie <laughs> <laughs> wrong universe but okay i see i see the spirit of what you're saying i i didn't mean bizarro the character oh uh, an actual bizarro movie gotcha <laughs> yes <laughs> But he could do that in movies. Yeah. Movie. Bizarre movie. Why not? Why not? Fuck it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool that Fox is in this position. Like, they've got three Deadpool movies and an X-Force movie planned. They're trying to hold on to Fantastic Four. They've got all these other X-Men stuff they want to do, like New Mutants and, and you know, maybe X-Factor or something. Like, just just get, like, some really awesome creative people and let them do whatever the fuck they want to do with it. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway that's my little ramble that, that was a ramble it was i've just been thinking about that today like i literally i wrote like four pages <laughs> about that for a video and so it's on the mind um yeah, makes sense. but i'm glad you liked i'm glad you liked logan it was a fun fun little movie yeah and 
I mean, I'm I'm not a Wolverine fan at all. Mm-hmm. Never really liked him, but I, this I just absolutely loved. And at at the end when she moves the cross into an X, I was just like, Jesus Christ! And I just like lost it. <laughs> For me, it was the little kid who had the Wolverine toy. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> Mine was the uh, when when he's actually dying and she's like desperately trying to like keep him awake and conscious, you know. And she yeah. like doesn't she like finally say "daddy" or something like that? Yeah. Oh, that is fucking gut wrenching. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It was just I didn't expect this movie to be that at all, so I was just really surprised and. Fun and enjoyable and interesting and yeah, I absolutely loved it. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, and and the only reason that we went to go see it is because I was actually taking Cap out for our one year anniversary and I got his tickets to see T.J. Miller. Ooh. But T.J. Miller missed his flight, so they can't. Seriously. So they had to cancel him. Oh my god. And they gave me a <laughs> refund, and since we were there, I was like, oh, let's just go see if Logan's playing. Uh, so that's what we went and did instead. He must have so, either gotten too stoned, or I ran into him in Hollywood again and actually and actually got him this time. No, I was actually thinking, like, he probably got really stoned and didn't know what time his flight was. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck you, TJ. F-Y-T-J-M. <laughs> Um, well, that's cool. Fuck T.J. Miller. Let's all remember that at this this yeah. this holiday time of year. <laughs> and, and that's how I'll end my catch up. <laughs> well, all right. T.J. Miller. <laughs> um, this week I did a lot of things, but I'll just you know I'll I'll do a few of them until I feel like it's time to move into to Iron Fist. So you don't have to worry about putting up with all of it. Um, you guys, I'm assuming are familiar with Spike Jones. Yes. yes. Have you uh, have you seen the film Being John Malkovich? Of course. Yes. So I had not seen the film Being John Malkovich, and <laughs> I had never watched a trailer for it. But I just just off of the name and the fact that Charlie Kaufman wrote it and uh, Spike Jones directed, it, I was like, all right, like I'm in. So I've been wanting to watch it forever. Uh, finally watched it, I think two nights ago, and holy fucking shit. <laughs> That movie. Welcome to the club. Yep. <laughs> that movie is like the greatest thing in the world. It's almost like everybody knew that except for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost yeah. exactly like that. Pretty much. I just I love it. Like John Cusack finds a portal into be- into John Malkovich's head, and then of course yep. they just start selling tickets to it because why not? And then lesbian romance. Like it just it just there's so many turns. There's so many. So many twists. And isn't John Malkovich just like the best? He really is. I I don't know why, but I just absolutely love him. Yeah. Like I love him as himself. Oh, of course. <laughs> I li- I like his like weird Squarespace stuff he's been doing. Like he's a designer now. Yeah, like that is the weirdest stuff. Like he's just the weirdest guy, and him doing anything normal is just weird. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I absolutely love it. I want somebody to put he and Gary Busey together in a room, just lock the door and leave a camera running and just see what happens. Oh, God. Like, no matter what, it's going to be interesting. Even if they just sit and have a conversation, it'll probably be one of the most interesting conversations you've ever seen in your life. That is really true. 
I actually, now that you put it that way, I really want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would they talk about? I have no fucking clue. Like, I guarantee you it's not what we think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no matter what. Like, I could think up a million things that it would be, and it would never be that. Yeah, exactly. It could be the economy, or it could be the lost city of Atlantis, or, or fuck it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Goddamn, goddamn, the, 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 the printing press. I don't know. I don't know anything about what they would say, but I just want to see it. Talking about the, the cotton gin. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody if anybody knows of a time where John Malkovich and Gary Busey were talking to each other, please uh, tweet it on over to us at Savage Land Pod. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely <laughs> want to see that. Yeah, but yeah, I so you know all all the stars to being John Malkovich, ten stars. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, it's it's it reminds me i not reminds me but like it's it's a film that's sort of in the same vein as um did you got you guys saw swiss army man right yeah yeah oh dude you gotta see it um because i don't know just like be just that level of weirdness and absurdity that also presents very very interesting questions about like ethics and and you know just like existence in general i love it when you can watch something that's so ridiculous but still insightful um and i mean it was the same with like eternal sunshine you know i do want to see swiss army man that's on the that's on the bucket list yeah it's, i think it's on netflix it's on amazon is it oh, yeah i knew it was somewhere i just couldn't remember yeah where i saw it it's streaming somewhere it's really it's really good and like the the directors um the directed swiss army man they also have done a bunch of music videos and their music videos are fucking nuts dude um like what him like what uh there was a music video for or actually a few they've done for manchester orchestra one of them was simple math um it's like this it's i can't even describe everything about it but definitely just go on youtube look up simple math by manchester orchestra um there's also they did a little short called interesting ball which is i think it's like maybe like 10 minutes or less um and is one of like it's it's legitimately about a ball like a a a kickball but it like it's it's super weird like it just it it explores all these weird relationships and like again just look up interesting ball give it a watch it's fucking bizarre and amazing um but yeah is it like rubber uh no yes but no Thematic. Yeah, the ball doesn't kill people with its <laughs> mind. There are a lot of people who fall in love with the ball. Um, I want to see that. I still want to watch that movie. Yeah. It's the weirdest movie. Yeah. <laughs> watch Rubber, everybody. Watch Rubber. Movie. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> um, you must check yeah, it out. You, you must, must check, check it out. out. Uh, there's also in that in that little short, there's a guy who gets sucked into another guy's butt. Um, it's uh yeah you know just just go watch it it's a living it's a living <laughs> it's a living so yeah uh being john malkovich great stuff obviously spike jones charlie kaufman match made in heaven um and yeah uh i also saw beauty and the beast how was it not nearly as gay as i hoped i went there, in there there wasn't there wasn't one of those homosexual scenes homosexual no like or as cap says homosexuals <laughs> no he doesn't he does <laughs> <laughs> and like oblivious or no intentional? In, it's okay. totally intentional his mom is gay so i like that matt i like that matt thought that there was a chance that he said that without <laughs> knowing what he was saying 
I don't know. I mean, no, no, no offense to Cap, but it's just you know, some people, some people say weird things like me and cashews. <laughs> cashews. Cashews. Really? The, those homosexuals love those cashews. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they, they eat them when they're watching their programs. They, yeah. <laughs> Really quick, really quick note, and I, you know, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what you should do with this, but the same guy who directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind directed The Green Hornet. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, so do with that what you please. Uh, anyway. I'm going to do so much with that! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, Be- <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, I, uh, you know, I, w- I went for Emma Watson and Dan Stevens. Uh, that's That was kind of my in where I was like, all right, like... I, I'm always on board with Emma Watson, and after Legion, I'm always on board with Dan Stevens. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I you know because of all the controversy, I went in like, oh man, like a couple of dudes are just gonna just gonna get it on, like they're just gonna go for it, and uh, like he's totally gonna try to you know attack Gaston and all that, right? Oh yeah, that's that's what I, I I really I thought at least a couple of dudes were gonna kiss, like just yeah, because of like, all the hubbub. Yeah, there would totally be a kiss if there's this much hubbub, right? Yeah, right. Uh, right? No. No. There's almost no gayness in this movie. Like there's a guy that's that's slightly obsessed with another guy, uh never admits to loving him or anything like that. There is a musical number that is like that has a bunch of sort of metaphors uh for essentially gay sex. Uh Wait, did they did they put new music in this movie? Yeah. Uh, maybe? I don't know. I don't know original Beauty and the Beast that well, but I pr- I'm pretty it, sure they it, put some new music not- in. What's the song? Was it the Gaston song? Yeah, it was the, the Gaston song. Yeah, that's the original. No, that's the original. Because there, there were a couple I, I, lyrics in I there where the, I was like, whoa. I know the original. Like, what? Beauty and the Beast is my jam. Yeah, so. I used to dance around my room listening to the soundtrack. Um, what? Uh, who's the gay character? Uh, LeFou. Which one's LeFou? He's a little, Josh Gad. little guy that what? helps Gaston. He's Gaston's oh, really? sidekick. Yeah. That's all? Yeah. That's the stupidest. Oh my god! Yeah, so he's gay in the musical number. In the musical number, like there were a bunch of references. Like one party is like shooting from the back, and like all, all these like weird lines in that song. Where I was like, "Whoa, that's a, that's 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 overt." Um, and then right at the end, he like dances with another guy in the middle of like a crowded dance hall where everyone's dancing with each other, and that's like that is Whoa. as gay as the movie gets. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, boycott! Whoa! Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> so, really, that's it. So it's that's legitimately it's Beauty and it. the Beast. Yeah, it's it's just Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> like it, it is it is only it is only slightly apparent uh, that jo- that that LeFou isn't just like a very loyal friend to Gaston. It's it's only slightly apparent that it's any more than that. It's uh, uh it's quite that, odd. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds lame. I I want to see it. Like I said, I love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I watch it all the time. And- Cap did ask me why it was my favorite, and I said, because he gives her a library. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You should tell Cap to give yeah. you a library. I told him, I'm like, if you never know what to get me, just get me a book. No, a library. library. <laughs> Idiot. Here's a library book. You have to return it in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Worst gift ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... But it, is, it, is it worth like a watch though i mean even if you're not like a super fan or anything yeah i I think it's worth a watch like i there were definitely points where i wasn't very into it but i think it's partially because i am really not 
I've never been the market for those types of Disney movies with all the singing and the you know and the whatnot. The singings and the dancings and the talkings. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm actually no. I I mean, when I was a kid, that was one. Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin were, and the Lion King and the Little Mermaid were kind of like right at that era for me. Where I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I love everything, and then I have zero desire to see Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. That that was like all the same movies that I loved as a kid. The Disney also movies. Also, and I are really close in age. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, even then, though, like I I I grew up on the Disney movies, but like I don't remember a thing of, from any of them. Like I definitely started. I I watched Back to the Future a lot more than I watched any of the Disney movies, just because I never got that into them. But like there were a couple, like um, uh, The Lion King and Fox and the Hound were like the Fox and the Hound was probably my my favorite Disney movie as a kid. Oh fuck that movie! <laughs> it's a sad movie. I, yeah. yeah, I can't watch that movie. I'm a hound dog. Um. It's yeah. the worst movie ever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, liked, I liked that movie a lot as a kid. Um, I liked The Rescuers Down Under. Ooh, oh, that was a great the one. The Rescuers Down Under. Yes. That was, that was a good one. Um, anyway, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not a huge Disney fan. But, yeah, I'd say especially if you are a, a Disney fan, it's worth the watch. Um, and, I mean, Emma Watson's face is pretty great. So, there's that. I heard a lot of weird things that a lot of people were saying they were mad that the beast wasn't hot when he was a human what the but but dan stevens is an attractive man isn't that also the whole point of the stupid movie (laughs) 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 jesus this buffalo wasn't hot when he became a prince Well, I mean, even the prince shouldn't have been hot. That's the whole point. It's not about his personal. Yeah. It's not about his physical appearance. It's about his heart. Yeah. People, heartless people. Oh, that's Ugh. funny. Um, about I hate falling everybody. in love with the person that's inside <laughs> the beast. Yeah, not how hot they are. Go watch Fifty Shades of <laughs> Screw You. Yeah. Yeah. Go bitch. watch Fifty Shades of Screw You. <laughs> that's that's going to be one of our T-shirts in the endless catalog go, of go, T-shirts go. that never happens. <laughs> Um, Don't leave your cucumber in the theater. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! You mean your pickle after that? Anyway, never mind. Shut up. Um, uh, no, I don't. No, I'm gross. Anyways, I started. I made it weird. I'm sorry. That's a dumb complaint. It is a dumb complaint. Dan I, Stevens is an attractive man. Dan so. Stevens is a beautiful man. Dan Stevens. Who's he? What's he from? Legion. Dan? The main guy in Legion. Is the is 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 Beast? beast? Yeah. Yeah, he's Beast. Um. I will, that doesn't work right in my head. <laughs> he, they, okay, I will say that he actually, he, I think, did a really good job as Beast. Like, you could definitely yeah. see that it was his, like, emoting underneath the Beast face. But it wasn't quite, it didn't look like him, but it emoted a lot like him. You know who they should have had as Play Beast? Hmm. Carrot, carrot Top. Carrot Top. <laughs> then that's a true test of falling <laughs> yeah. in love with someone for their personality. Yeah, can you turn yeah. back into a bison, please? Please. <laughs> Um, please take that trunk of props. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, as far as as far as Dan Stevens' attractiveness goes, uh, they did make him as like as as unattractive as Dan Stevens can be. He probably was because his clothes looked weird and his hair looked weird and all that stuff. But like, I don't know, he was still Dan Stevens. So you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've I've always wondered why. Um... Lumiere was the only one that had a French accent because 
Yeah, that that was honestly like I didn't even remember that it took place in France because I've only seen Beauty and the Beast like one time, the original movie. Um, so that there were a lot of things in this movie where I was like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was lost at certain points. That's for sure. Um, cause yeah, I mean, Emma Watson, she's not French. She doesn't sound French. She didn't even try. Anyway. She, she was born in Paris though. Well, of course she was cause she's Emma Watson and she's beautiful and why everything in her life is perfect. (laughs) It's dumb. God damn it. (laughs) But was she good in it? Yeah, she was good. Of course she was. She's Emma Watson. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she's the greatest. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, look. It's, it's like it's like one of her first, you know, bigger things after Harry Potter. I mean, she's done some smaller things, but this is like a big one, and I'm just curious. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, can we pause really quick? The qu- the quality just got really weird, and so I think I might want to disconnect you guys and then reconnect you through Wi-Fi. Affirmative. Okay. Uh, that was intentional. Sorry. <laughs> I was just marking it on my thing so I can find my. Where my oh, that makes sense. Where my, where my, let's just make sure we get that through. I'm definitely going to keep that in. I'm not editing shit. Editing. 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 Hello. 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 Nope. What the? Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hello. Jason just broke everything. What do you mean? Jason. What did I do? Hello. Hello. I'm here. What did I do? (laughs) Hello. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) red. That's <laughs> just. What's the quickest way I can make the loudest sound? Hello. 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 Hi guys. I heard you talking last time. I don't know why you couldn't hear me. Yeah, you weren't coming through. Oh, weird. All right, I'll uh, I'll just get right into the the rest of what I was gonna say. <clears throat> Actually, really quick, I'm gonna mark it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not taking any of that out. It's <laughs> 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 too funny. <laughs> want to splice that out and put it on the end of the episode. That's that's a good that's a good move. I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> okay. Oh man, <clears throat> it's fucking funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Emma Watson, she's great. Everything's great. Love life. Um. And then I'll just all quickly uh Hashtag Love Life. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. B L E S S T. Um The yeah, so the rest of the things I did I'll just wait, wait, wait. wait what? Do people really spell it like that? Uh, probably, I don't know. B L E S T. B L E S S T. Yeah, blessed. I'm going blessed. to start doing that. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Uh <laughs> So I watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American version, directed by David Fincher, for the first time. That was all right. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Don't yeah, watch stop that. it. Don't watch just that go back one. in time and refix that problem that you just made for yourself. Watch the Swedish ones. Yeah. If you're gonna watch them. I'm going to watch the Swedish ones. I just wanted to watch it because I like watching David Fincher's directing style and stuff. <clears> so I don't know. It was, you know, it was what it was. Um, it was all right, and that, and then nothing more than all right. <laughs> 
Swedish ones are a thousand billion times better. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give those a watch. It because there were there were definitely some issues in the American one where I was like, mm, this is odd. This is very odd. Uh, I also watched The Master. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh. Great movie. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just absolutely love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Joaquin Phoenix. Fun, fun movie time. I had only seen the uh, the what is it, what do they call it? The screening that they do or the processing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I had only seen that scene from the movie beforehand. Um, oh. And so yeah, watching it was was very interesting, and I was watching it like while playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, which actually, for some reason, that works really well for me. Like, I actually, all three of the movies that I watched at home that are on my list this week, I watched while playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, I can't do I that. I just thought you're the worst. No, I was actually yeah. able to focus on them. It was weird. It was super weird. Are you sure? I don't think you did at all. I think you played Grand Theft Auto with the movie in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, I, can, I can play that game very mindlessly because I was just doing races. Um, I don't, I, I don't get it at all. You're like, I like to watch this movie for David Fincher's director style, but I'm not going to watch any of his director style because I'm going to be staring at a car driving around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that one, that I one know. I wasn't playing GTA for, um, because there's, there's still another movie. Okay, wait, wait, wait. The only one you didn't play GTA <laughs> for was the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo like, like, watched... version. I <laughs> so. You're so fired. I watched, yeah. dude. I watched, so fired. I watched that one. I watched that one. I watched that one like two weeks ago. I watched that one like two weeks ago. I the, the, it was separate smokes. from all these other ones that I watched like two days ago. Oh god! It was while I was still employed. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I watched. So I watched The Master right after watching uh, Charlie Wilson's War, which was an Aaron Sorkin written movie starring Tom Hanks, uh, Julia Roberts, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie was was super cool. I liked watching it. Obviously, PSH gave it his uh, gave it his one hundred percent with a weird wig and mustache and glasses. Yeah. So good. Um, mm. and then uh, I also read Skull Kickers by Jim Zub, which was like his first uh, image comic that started as like a little one shot in an anthology. Um, super 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 good and fun and ridiculous. Like. It's 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 a Dungeons and Dragons comic, you know what I mean? It's it shares yeah. it has a yeah. lot in common with like Rat Queens and uh, Green Valley comics <clears throat> like that, you know. It's really great. Two main characters mm-hmm. with no names. There's the bald one and the the short one. Oh, yeah, they have, they have no names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's just it's super fun and like it's it's a character piece, you know what I mean? Like the the most fun about it is the same thing that makes most dra- Dungeons and Dragons games most fun is that the characters are just so ridiculous and over the top and and just a joy to read it was super fun uh and then i started watching man seeking woman which is another fucking ridiculous sitcom uh in the first episode of the series uh he falls in love with a co-worker who is dating adolf hitler yep that I, that's the only episode i've seen i've just seen that first episode and i thought it was fucking great it was hilarious uh in a later yeah. episode fred armison plays jesus who is also dating a girl that he's falling in love for, and Jesus is just, like, the most unbearable nice guy in the world, who, like, has all these weird, like, dietary things, and he, like, invites him over and gives him food that he's, like, allergic to that makes him really, like, indigestion. And, like, it's it's just, it's so, it's the weirdest, like, hipster Fred Armisen Jesus that you've ever seen in your life, and it's amazing. 
Nice. So, nice. yeah, watch that show if you like things that are fucking ridiculous. Um, and then I took uh, Mark Wade's uh, comic writing seminar, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, how was that? At, at like six in the morning. Yeah, it's six in the fucking morning, California time. And which, which did it really? It started at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because like I guess the comics experience people are in New York, but both Mark Wade and myself, and I'm assuming other people taking the class are in California. So for us, it was six, but for people in New York, it was nine a.m. Oh, was online. Yeah, I was online. Um, okay. It uh, it did start very early, and I think because of that, it also got off to a very slow and like directionless start. Um, yeah. So it was, it was. I don't know. It took a while to kind of get into it, but once it started rolling, I think it was a very, very good experience. I don't <clears throat> quite know if I'd say <clears throat> it was worth the money, um, but it was. It was. It was a good experience, and I mean, you know, for somebody that wants to be a comic book writer uh getting advice and like a six hour seminar from mark wade is hard to pass up so yeah that's true uh but yeah that's that's all my ketchup good stuff good job great job uh so should we take a sorry what i was playing gta 5 the whole time <laughs> fuck you matt i can see a, a video game like that where i'm like just racing or whatever i can <clears throat> listen actively and it actually i think helps me pay attention more because i'm just doing like something mindless with my hands and eyes yeah except for you're not actually watching the acting yeah. or watching the mannerisms or watching the how they the camera work or well sure i am any of that stuff sure because I, I i have my tvs During right what, next to each screens? other i it will during most screens while it's loading and after i win the race and have to wait for everyone else to finish Zing. That's because I'm a winner. Not a winner. You're, you're, you're not a winner. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, should we uh, should we take like 10, 15 minutes to talk about Iron Fist? Sure. All right. Well, let's let's, yeah. uh, let's uh, get into it. That was the Iron Fist theme song. Was it? No. It, it was pretty good, actually. Pretty close. <laughs> It, I was yeah. doing some cool kung fu while you were doing that. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm on episode nine. Rachel, you're on episode... Nine. And you're on episode... Three. Slacker. Just <laughs> playing too much GTA 5. Playing too much GTA 5. Um, I'll probably... I don't know. I'll probably watch a, a few more episodes this week. Um, This is the one... This is the first Marvel show that I wasn't, like, dedicating my weekend to to finish it on the on the opening weekend. Yeah. Because you... I mean, when, I, when all of the other ones oh, came I, out, you were, like, full-blown. I know, and I, I, uh, just, I, it, it, honestly, it was just, I didn't, like, put two and two together and planned a camping trip on the same weekend that Iron Fist was released. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, I got home from the camping trip at, like, 9.30 at night, and I stayed up till, like, 1 in the morning watching four episodes. So, what, so let's give, give kind of some initial thoughts, things you're liking, things you aren't liking, you know, without going into spoilers or anything like that, just kind of some general thoughts. What do you guys think of it so far? Um, I'm enjoying it for the most part. I think, uh, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, what's his name? Who's the, who's, who plays Finn Jones? Danny Rand? Yeah, I'm having a hard time wrapping around his look. Just because he doesn't look like I've ever an Iron Fist that I've ever seen in yeah. a comic book, he doesn't look like Danny Rand, but that's okay. I think part of the problem is the fact that they're like, for whatever reason, there are not many like blonde male actors that are prominent right now. It feels like, and so I, I feel like they just went with or... like the first blonde guy that they could find. I don't know. I mean, it, 
Maybe not. I, I don't know. know. Anyway, I'm in, I, I don't know. For the most part, I'm enjoying it. I, mean, I like watching some of the kung fu stuff. And I think they're a little directionless. I don't. I think they're trying to do. I, I think they're a little confused as to how to what they're trying to do, but I'm still having fun watching it. So. What? Yeah. Like it's like it's sometimes it's like no we're 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 a campy kung fu flick. And I'm like yeah this is what I want. And they're like no actually we're a serious business drama. I'm like ah this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it does have that kind of it's like like flow. Yeah, cuz the other three were like so set in their their sort of style and design. Yeah. You know, and like the entire the, sh- the entire show is like all unified and kind of sort of projected this front of no this is what this is about and this is kind of like I'm not sure what it were about. It's uh, it's what you want it to be. Yeah. Well, no, I want it to. I want, I want you to decide that, and for me to watch it. Um, yeah, I. But still, overall, I, I I I am having fun. What what what? So, I guess so. Really, like really quick to kind of get out of the way. Um, there has been some controversy around this show. And I, I didn't I don't really want to delve into that, but what I did want to just really quickly touch on, because I feel like every time I see people talking about the controversy here, there are people who don't understand what the controversy actually is. Uh because you know, the people are talking about, you know, whitewashing in Hollywood, right? And how many people feel that uh Danny Rand should have been played by an Asian American actor. Uh and I, I see a lot of people responding to that going, you know, no, that, that like it's not whitewashing because Danny Rand has always been white in the comics and stuff. And that's absolutely not why this is an issue. The reason that people bring this up as an issue is because Danny Rand was created as a character uh, that fits a long uh, used archetype of a white savior you know, going into an Eastern culture and learning their things better than them and saving all of them. Um, and so the the controversy was because people were essentially saying that recasting Danny Rand as an Asian American actor would have been a better choice uh, to essentially, in a way, you know, right the wrongs of the white savior archetype and make it a little more, uh, uh, you know, I guess I guess put it into the modern age more and not have to keep holding on to an archetype that has sort of been tried to like that people just don't want to see anymore um sure so i I don't know i just wanted to explain that because i just i i'm getting really sick of people not understanding the argument that they're having and vehemently fighting against even though they aren't seeing the other side it's a you know seek first to understand then to be understood type thing yeah yeah and and i'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my questions because i remembered reading about that but not knowing much about the character i wasn't quite sure if he was actually an asian character to begin with yeah so i i didn't quite understand that so i'm glad you brought that up because now i get it yeah so there's there's that so next time you hear people arguing about that at least you might know the argument whatever side you stand on it because i can see both sides of the argument like if you want to if you're a, a purist who wants them to stay true to whatever the comic is, I can see your argument there, and I, you know, fully understand the argument of like, hey, maybe we shouldn't stick to you know things that are a little offensive uh, just because it's tradition. Um, yeah. So that's 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 it for that part. Um, I will say, as far as my thoughts on the series after three episodes, I think that 
those these first three episodes are really dragged out like they could have compressed them into one or two easily yes yeah like it 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 does take it it does take quite a bit to get going like where i'm at it's just like now like oh shit stuff's actually happening now and it's getting interesting and yeah Yeah. like right at the end of the series where it actually gets you know a little faster paced yeah i feel i think so i think i think my biggest problem with it because there are things i like my biggest problem with it is I think that they are writing it um, so much like a giant three-act story uh, that they might have lost sight of the fact that they have to actually really give each episode its own arc. And so these first three episodes just pretty much feel like setup. Like I'm going, oh, okay, like there's some cool seeds being planted here and some cool questions being raised, but like there's no payoff in any of these episodes. Like none of them yeah. are actually answering any questions which they need to do to be able to function on their own as an episode right so well <clears throat> so i was listening to a uh uh a radio show the other day talking specifically about the this the the, the uh, this concept this new netflix model right because all episodes are released at the same time yeah so they're not writing arc episodes single arc episodes anymore what they're doing is they're specifically designing the shape of the storytelling in the first handful of episodes to get you to watch the next one. Because when a viewer goes, when a viewer watches one episode, the chances of them finishing the, the, the the rest of the season is dramatically lower than if they watch two and then if they watch three. And so, I mean, like it's something like if you watch three episodes of the season, it's something like 80%, 80, 80 to 85% will finish the entire season. Yeah. And but I, if you watch, it, but people, of people who watch only one, it, it's like 40% or less. And so, and I, so they're, so they're, they're pushing people. You're getting this, I think you're going to see this more and more. You're, they're, they're pushing people to watch a minimum of three episodes to get them to watch all, all the entire season. So here's, here's my biggest problem uh, with that. And I think that, and I, and I see, what you're what you're saying and, I'm, I, and, not con- I, I'm, and I, I'm not condoning it i'm just yeah. saying that's it's it's a new sort of thing we're seeing now where yeah. it, that's that's almost in some way going to be the future of and, television is to market it towards propagating viewership at the sacrifice of quality storytelling yeah and then maybe you know and then i don't know maybe that's that's changes the the sort of the zeitgeist of how stories are told in a television format, and that's what we all become used to. Uh, but yeah, yeah so I think, I think that's what we're seeing. So I think that is how it's going to be shifting. However, I do think that there's a right way to do that, and a and a or like I guess a a good way to do that, and a bad way to do that. And I think that because sure. the production of this was rushed, they weren't able to spend the time that they were able to on a show like Jessica Jones or the first season of Daredevil. Um, because the the I think the best way to do that is every episode raises a lot of questions but you still answer enough significant questions at the end of each episode or by the end of each episode to make it a complete episode while still you know giving those sort of cliffhanger or overarching questions that'll keep you going into the next one uh but with iron fist so far my experience has been that it it only raises those questions in these first few episodes and the tiny little things that it answers are not significant and aren't really related to the mini arcs in each episode. And so I, d- I just think that 
although yes these especially netflix original shows um are set up to be this giant overarching story they aren't paying themselves off uh enough at the end of each you know sort of episode or chapter to actually i think function well as a show um well i, I and i think i think that, that with with the with the uh with the with the what seems like an overwhelming output outpouring of uh poor ratings i think that they'll probably go back to the drawing board there yeah i would i would hope so because i i think that they just they kind of lost sight of their model on this one and it, and i felt it a little bit in luke cage luke cage had some points where it felt like it was dragging on and not actually functioning very well as a series uh, but see i i i didn't feel that at all with luke cage i thought luke cage was really good and, and and very strong but i'm seeing it rampant with iron fist yeah. and i did look, which is which is bumming me out yeah i did like I, I did think that luke cage was done very well and was very strong but i there were some weak points there that i just really you know i i thought that it just could have been done a little better at times and there were some points where it really just kind of dragged on a little bit um, but overall, I thought it was done really well. It was just like those last like four episodes where there was some weird slippage. Um, sure. Uh, however, what I will say, so despite, I think the acting and the fight choreography so far being pretty poor, which is, which is my number one complaint, honestly, is the fight choreography. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's not quite as good it's, as it should be. Yeah. For the... I, like watching it, I'm like, this is nowhere near Daredevil. Oof. No. And it doesn't get any better. No. And even, you know, uh, what's her name? Colleen? Colleen Wing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a billion times better than Iron Fist. And here's <laughs> here's my problem and, with and it. It's still, like, and it's still kind of sucky choreography, but she's she's still handling it way better than anybody else in the show. Yeah. It's like the the weird thing is is a this show is supposed to be the one that's the most like fight centric you know what I mean like he's you know yeah he's the immortal Iron Fist like his, his thing is fighting uh yet he knows kung fu yeah which by the way I I kind of would have really liked to see Shang Chi in this um but that's that's a whole other thing um but it like it it is a little weird that the fights are much more visceral and intense and well choreographed in Daredevil where he's not like a I mean he I guess he is kind of a master but like he's not Iron Fist level master. Yeah. And it's just like you watch this and you can see the stunt people like you know and it, obviously they're always doing that but like you can see the stunt people taking the fall and like the the weird disconnects and the slow movements and like the you know the overly yeah, choreographed it, it, things. It looks so slow. Like, you can just tell by watching it, like, they are moving so slow. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil, like, the stairwell... Yes. It's just, like, non-stop. Yeah. And it's fast-paced, and it's exciting, where this is just kind of like, oh. Yeah. There's, oh, look, a punch. Oh, look, another (laughs) punch. Like, it's so slow. It (laughs) drives me crazy. It's very slow. And like and Finn Jones I think is a very flat actor and Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan, honestly. Yeah. Um what I will say, the the sort of positives I will say is that I, I really like the music in this in the, the series so far. Both the score, uh the theme music. Uh, I, mostly the theme music. Although there are points that I don't know. There are parts of it where I go, Why 
does this sound so bland but then other parts i'm like oh this is really cool um yeah i i feel the same way about that yeah that's i'm, I'm glad we're on the same page um <laughs> and then there are definitely at least where i'm at right now uh there are sort of seeds or beginnings of very interesting character arcs i think um what's the the girl's name that's ward's sister joy um the the setup to this point with what joy's uh story or conflict could end up being i don't know how it'll end up but the the way that it could be i think is very interesting and could be very compelling um alongside ward as well like there's they're really giving both of those characters some interesting depth um yeah i like madam gao showing up uh you know from daredevil i think that that's pretty awesome um just you know kind of tying this universe together and tying it in with the hand and all that stuff um i do also think that it's very odd uh what point danny Rand starts at considering he is the iron fist by this point and he's had all this training and all this stuff by essentially monks but then he comes into the the beginning of the season or beginning of the show as like a punk kid who's like really arrogant and doesn't get along with people and stuff but like somehow he's still like the he's you know the iron fist and he's a great warrior and like a master and all like it it feels contradictory that he is such a master with all this training but then also still just like this you know like he's got the attitude and and weirdness that he's got i don't know yeah yeah i think i i think they 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 touch on that a little bit more throughout the show and i think that kind of helps but Hmm. yeah they don't leave that unexplained, which is good. Because that was my first initial reaction as well. I was like, this is, this is yeah, weird. same thing. But they dive a little bit more into the backstory, yeah. so you're not going to be left in the dark there. Okay. And, and they do develop Ward and Joy. Which know. are probably the best part of the show. That's what it seems like so far. Just in terms of like which story arcs I'm most interested in, Ward and Joy are definitely the, the more interesting part to me. I, I, I think... Honestly, they're really carrying it. Like, I feel like they're way better developed than even Danny Rand. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to dive in more once you watch further, because there's a bunch of stuff that happens later that I don't want to talk about right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we will. And, you know, just kind of my own personal take on it is I still haven't made it through Luke Cage because of the pacing. Yeah. This, even though it's slow and it is kind of like not quite all together, it's still interesting. And obviously, I'm almost done with the series, so it has held my attention. So, I mean, I think that's a good mark. Yeah, yeah. that I'm not like, oh, I don't care about this because I, I do actually, you know, care only about <laughs> Ward, which yeah. I don't even really like Ward. But he's a good character. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, it, there's, yeah, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get into it later. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a whole lot that we can't talk about. Yeah, and we, we will definitely... But, it, but it's good. It is good stuff. Yeah, I think we'll do yeah, kind of I, the same thing that we've done on most of the Netflix series. It's kind of like do one episode where we talk about, you know, the series overall and then get into it in depth a few weeks later. Yeah. Um. Now, we did want to, and this is something that I, I think would be fun to do for pretty much every, like, adaptation that we uh, <laughs> that we talk about is give kind of some recommended reading 
when we talk about them. And so do you guys have any like Iron Fist stories or just stories that are kind of related even just thematically that uh, you want to recommend to the listeners out there if they're interested? Um, I have one and only one recommendation. Uh, read Matt Fraction and David Aha's Immortal Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. That's that's it. And that one, and that one's cool because it's kind of done like a TV show where it's Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker sort of like switching off writing duties, and it's David Aha and Travel Foreman switching off art duties, um, but in a way that's actually cohesive and not like it, it's not very interruptive. As far as as far as I've read, I haven't read the whole run yet. It's so good. It's so good. I've I've heard that, and I mean, obviously, like that's you know that's half of the creative team on the Immortal Iron Fist is essentially the whole creative team on uh that hawkeye run we always gush about <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um yeah rachel which i, I still th- think oh go ahead needs to be it's uh, which still needs to be a netflix show yes absolutely um rachel did you i know you're not overly familiar with iron fist but did you have any uh recommended reading that uh, you wanted to give rachel uh Watch, watch the, the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was gonna say, I love watch it. The Matrix. I love it. <laughs> or that, or, or watch the Matrix. Watch them both. Um, uh, go watch all uh, those old Wu Tang movies from the seventies. There you go. Uh, my so my my recommended uh, reading would be um, it's it's actually I think it's still ongoing. It might be wrapping up soon. But Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, it's written by David Walker, illustrated by Sanford Green. It's fantastic. Like it's super fun. The art is like really cartoony, but also rough. Like it's I don't know. It's this perfect blend, and I think Walker and Green are a great team. Um, and both characters are very sort of distinct and well voiced. I think that and David. So David Walker is actually he's written a lot of uh, comics for both DC and Marvel just over the last couple of years. But he teaches a comic book writing class with Brian Bendis up in Portland. Um, and so like he, Bendis? Bendis, the comic no, book writer. No, 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 no. Sorry. 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 <laughs> um but I so I read the the first story arc of of that Power Man and Iron Fist run. It's really really good. Um I think they're like 16 issues in or something at this point. It's pretty fantastic. Um Well, so that in and of itself, sorry, I'm going to No, do it. Derail back to the sh- derail back to the show a little bit, but I don't see that relationship with those two actors. And they're gonna have to prove to me that that's gonna work because, yeah, not seeing it, it's a little yeah. off. And so we'll we'll see how it is in the defenders. But yeah, it doesn't. They don't seem like the heroes for hire. No, not at all. Um, and then if you want to read something that's like super crazy, uh, balls to the wall, Iron Fist. There was uh, a recent run called Iron Fist: The Living Weapon that was both written and illustrated by uh, Kari Andrews. Kind of picked off or picked up uh from where the fraction and aha run left off um it's really like it's 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 a very uh different and distinct take on iron fist and he's a lot more like powerful and again like just balls to the wall um but kari andrew's art is is incredible and and there's some really cool stuff in there so i think both comics i think actually all the comics we recommended are in marvel unlimited so if you have that go check them out uh but that's uh I think that's that's is that it for the show? Is that all the show we've got today? Is there there's nothing coming up? Uh, any no fun TV or movie or anything that it's exciting? Uh, no fun news? Oh, there's there's all sorts of like movies coming out. There's going to be Ghost in the Shell. Um, Woo! That that should be fun. Um, I'm so excited. 
Power Rangers. Will you go oh, see yeah. Kong, Rachel? I will. Yeah, go see Kong so we can talk, talk about Kong. it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, next week, I believe we've got Jeremy Hahn on the show. Um, so that'll be fun. Give that little interview. So if you do have any questions for Jeremy Hahn, who is the writer or uh, co-writer and also co-illustrator of The Beauty, which we've glowed about before, uh, send us an email. That's super good. Go check it out. Quite good. I've been reading through it lately. Uh, it's. I think they... You must check it out. <laughs> you must check it out. I think they're up to like 15 or 16 at this point uh, on issues. Um, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that'll be fun. Send us your questions or anything for Jeremy Hahn to us at savagelandpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of movies coming out, so we'll talk about them, of course, when they come out. Uh, we've also got Jim Zub coming on in a couple of weeks after this. Uh, like, I think three weeks after this, maybe two weeks. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but that's, I think that's it. Give us your ratings and reviews on iTunes, please. Por favor. Please. You guys. Uh, yeah. And, and you can find us on uh, Instagram, Savage Land Podcast, Facebook, Savage Land Podcast, Twitter, Savage Land Pod, Matt's house. Yo, what's up? It's Matt. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> if you like, if you like zombies and zombie movies, check out our other podcast, uh, The Living Dead Minute. You can find that at tldminute.com or just searching on iTunes. We got some fun guests on there. We uh, go through George Romero's Night of the Living Dead one minute at a time. It's uh, fun stuff. In order, I'm Matt from the Savage Land Podcast. <laughs> no, that's not today, Matt. Other day. Um, oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun time. We got some good guests. Uh, we will be talking about Superior Foes of Spider-Man at some point in the next uh, few weeks with our good buddy Scott Corelli from Back to the Future Minute, Spider-Man Minute, uh, a lot of other stuff. <laughs> uh, so that'll that'll be a good oh, time. Oh shoot! I I I, I, don't know. I can't. I, I had on the tip of my tongue. I had the name of his uh, his other his other project, but I can't remember what it was called. So I'm sorry, Scott, if you're listening. Oh well, they'll they'll find it. He's he's you know he's Hollywood Scott Corelli. He's just he's names in bright lights on the marquee banner. He does all the minutes. Does, does all the all. minutes. Um, but yeah, so. Check that stuff out. Like all the things. Love everything. Send us your your thoughts and feedback. What do you think of Iron Fist? Do you think we're all stupid and it's the best show ever? Or do you think everybody's stupid and it's the worst show ever? Or are you kind of like, meh? Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, give us your feedback. And tune in next week for our interview with Jeremy Hahn. Have a great day.